0: Support for this podcast is provided by ThatCast Creative. Brand your business and connect with your audience by creating a custom podcast. Learn more at ThatCast.com. Welcome to Behind the Clubhouse Door. This podcast presented by High Caliber Millwrights. Welcome Behind the Clubhouse Door. A podcast on the Portland Diamond Project with host Billy Gates. A production of ThatCast Network. Hey everybody, welcome into another edition of Behind the Clubhouse Door. Inning number six. Uh, we are part of the That Cast Network. And I'm your host, Billy Gates, and I think I've finally got my laryngitis under control. I still sound a little weird, but you know what? We're gonna go, we're gonna go with it now. And uh, before we get going, just want to let you know that you can find this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, and ThatCast.com. And you can find many more podcasts on thatcast.com as well, including my one on organized school sports. Uh, and then there's a few other ones on there. Just go check it out, thatcast.com. And be sure to like us, uh, subscribe to this podcast, uh, comment, rate us on the uh, app store there for for Apple products. And uh, even on Spotify, too. I don't know if you can like, rate or comment on Spotify, but you can on Apple Podcasts. So do that for us. That would be a big help. And today's show... Uh, Founding member of the Portland Diamond Project, uh, Craig Cheek, former Nike executive, and Vancouver native. We had him on the show, I believe it was our second show, and he was just a tremendous guest, just dynamite. Uh, baseball history since he, was a, since he was a little kid up there in southwest Washington in the Cove. And he took over the Diamond Project's Twitter account uh, for about a half an hour Q&A. And as much as we like to trash the Internet and, like, people on the Internet just being, uh, you know, just being trolls and always, you know, trying to find a way to to, to, to stir things up, there were some very interesting questions um, asked by the folks um, out there in Twitter land. So congratulations to you, everybody who asked a question, because they were they were right on. Like, they were very, very good, and we're going to go through some of them. And we're gonna go through some of Craig's answers, obviously, and then I'll uh, give give my take, and then maybe it'll that'll spawn another discussion for another show down the road. So one of, well, actually, the very first question Craig answered here, um, I think is is awesome. Uh, jump in, Jack Sparrow on Twitter. His handle is at I am your pirate. Which, God, I love Twitter. Uh, Um, so he asked, will the city and Diamond Project planners consider a boat ramp near Terminal 2? Uh, Terminal 2 is the spot uh, in the Port of Portland, right along the Willamette River, where they're going to build the stadium. Uh, He asked if a boat ramp will be considered to, you know, essentially transport fans to and from games. I I think the... uh, the PDX Frogwater Taxi, that's a pretty awesome name. I like that a lot. Um, they do that in San Francisco, Washington, D.C., and Cincinnati. And he kind of posted pictures. There's called a baseball boat that uh, takes fans to games there in, um, I believe that's to Cincinnati. I think it's where that's at. But the answer, pretty awesome. Uh, Craig says, one of the reasons we are so excited about the potential of Terminal 2 is the access to the river. So, yes, we would love to envision fans taking water transportation up to a marina where you would enter the ballpark. That would be rad. I don't know if that would be enough to alleviate maybe some um, traffic congestion on the roads, but any little bit helps, you know? Any little bit helps. And they get into the transportation issue uh, later on in the um, in the Q and A. Here I'm kind of taking a, a chronological approach to this, so I'm just going to when they started, and I'm going to work my way up. Um, uh, Mariners and O's fan, man, life must be hard on you. Goodness gracious! Uh, his Twitter handle or their Twitter handle could be a could be a woman. I don't know. Um, at Orioles Mariners asks, uh, what are your 60-second pitches for? An MLB to get an expansion team to Portland or an existing team to move to Portland? And Craig just, you know, comes out and says, Portland's ready. Uh, There's a committed fan base. There's vibrant and it's growing. Uh, There's perfect weather for baseball. There's a bold plan for development. Uh, Largest major city with currently only one of the big four of the major sports. Uh, He says Portland is due. Um... I mean, maybe they're not due, but I definitely think that with this type of leadership coming through with Craig, with Mike Barrett, uh, with Dale Murphy, with Larry D'Amato, um, as advisor with Darwin Barney, Russell Wilson, Sierra, and the whole list of investors that I went over uh, last podcast, which I'll touch on again here in a little bit. I think they're ready. I wouldn't say due. I think the recent groundswell of support has come with the Portland Diamond Project. We've been doing this um, here in the city a couple times before and just could never really get get the widespread um, kind of vocal support. Although, to be fair, social media wasn't around the last time folks tried to get baseball to Portland. So, you know, maybe social media has a big thing to do with this as well. But um, I certainly think they're ready. And I think with the talks with the city, you know, Land rights purchase and all these, um, all this other stuff that needed to be done. It took a while, it took longer than I, I know most people wanted it to, but it's done. There's a plan in place, and now you just have to execute the plan. So, pretty, pretty cool, to, pretty cool to see. Um, Sports nut David asks. And I believe he follows me on Twitter, uh, Mr. Mays. That's you, buddy. There you are. Good to hear from you, man. He asked, what's the biggest obstacle left, and how do you plan on obliterating said obstacle? Craig writes, it's a complexity of working through city planning processes and meeting potential team timelines. Uh, We're working on all fronts and trying to clarify the roadmap, but it's not easy. We're confident in our team and the progress. This is going to take a while. It will take a while. Like, this is an overnight thing. Like, the team's not going to move in after, you know, it snows here. This is being recorded Monday, February 4th. Um, It's going to be a while. And Craig also mentions the timeline, kind of the ideal time for an opening day in Portland. And we'll get to that here in a second. Uh, Michael Summers writes, uh, will you have a minor league farm system to start at the same time as the new Portland franchise? And if so, where would you want them uh, to have teams? Craig says they're beginning to think about that. Uh, It just depends on if they get an expansion team or if it's a relocated team. And kind of their vision uh, This quote, we would love to potentially own and control the entire minor league farm system, which there are major league teams that are headed that way. And he says that it would be great if some of the teams were in our region. And I, this is just pure speculation, pure speculation. So take that for what you will. I think if a professional team comes here to Portland I would like it to somehow be tied in with the Hillsborough Hops, the minor league team in Hillsborough. People always tell me, well, wouldn't they be competing against each other? Well, no, because they're different products. A minor league product and a major product are different things, even though, yeah, it's still baseball. However, Seattle has two of their minor league teams literally next to them. Uh, They've got the short season single A team in Everett, whom the Hops play. Uh, they're in the Northwest League, and they've got the Tacoma Rainiers of the Triple A Pacific Coast League. It would be a great thing to have a Triple A team close to where your big to where your big league club is. It's kind of easier to to call up players to send down players. You don't have to put them on the plane. Um, I know that the New York Mets had the Las Vegas Fifty Ones as their Triple A team for a long time, and that was just absurd. Like that was just crazy now, I think they've moved them back closer I think the Mets now use their uh, AAA team in Syracuse which, Syracuse New York, Las Vegas, Nevada it's a lot closer, you see kind of where the convenience is there um, I would love to see the Hops be part of the new uh, Portland franchise farm system, but that's a long ways off and I know the Hops love their relationship with the Arizona Diamondbacks, I think it's great too I'm um, having, you know cover the hops for a little bit while I was working with the Oregonian. And then, you know, the talks I have with Kale Wambacher, with Mike McMurray, uh, those guys, they love the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks love them. That park, Ron Tonkin Field, which my Lincoln Cardinal baseball team plays our home games there because we don't have a field on campus because our high school's in downtown Portland, uh, is tremendous. Uh, Ron Tonkin Field is a very, very good minor league ballpark. In fact, I'd call it great. And I do think that if, if and when uh, the Hops decided to change affiliation or even change uh, their level, they could do it with ease, with the facilities they have, uh, with the management they have, because uh, KL, the president and GM, KL Wambacher, does a, just a tremendous job. He's got a great staff, and uh, Mike and Lauren McMurray, the two owners, um, they're, all, they're, they're all great people. And I have no doubt that if that opportunity came up, it would be talked about and some kind of decision would be would be rendered that would be that would be great we'll be back with more behind the clubhouse door after this this podcast is presented by high caliber millwrights when you want a job done right turn to high caliber expertise versatility and collaboration use high caliber today for all of your machinery jobs done right visit highcalibernw.com Want to grow your money and avoid pitfalls in financial planning? Check out Chuck Price and Investing Simplified. Find it and other shows on the ThatCast network. ThatCast.com There's no crying in baseball. Promise, we'll be right back. In the meantime, go to ThatCast.com to see our growing lineup of shows. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Behind the Clubhouse Door, part of the cast Network. I'm your host, Billy Gates. Segment two of today's program. And we are on the topic of Craig Cheek's Twitter Q&A on their Twitter handle, at uh, PDX Diamond Some very interesting questions from the folks in Twitterland. Matt Locke asks, when is the groundbreaking? So this is kind of where our timeline questions start to come in here. Uh, Craig says, ha. As soon as possible, which actually means they'd probably be putting a shovel in the ground, uh, quote, mid-2020. So we're still about a year and a half away from breaking ground on a stadium, and I mean, I, I can wait. that much. If you can't wait for a really good thing such as that, then I'm sorry, but you're going to have to wait. Until then, you know, we're just going to have a lot, of, a lot of baby steps in the process. You know, we got to check all the boxes, cross all the I's, dot all the T's, that sort of deal. So mid-2020, hoping to have a groundbreaking for the stadium at Terminal 2. Can totally, can totally be on board with that. Uh, Mary Langston says, uh, How will us suffering Mariner fans in Portland be accommodated? First of all, Mary, I feel you. I feel you so much. I've been a Mariners fan my entire life. And, um, gosh, all we have are Ichiro's rookie year and the double. Which, by the way, congratulations to Hall of Famer Edgar Martinez. Uh, He was the man who hit the double there at 95. Uh, But, yeah, Craig, how would you help us? He says, first, by an intense but fun rivalry with our neighbors to the north. Than putting a terrific baseball product on the field that has us regularly competing in the postseason. Is that aspirational enough? So when I first, um, or when it came out with the podcast, I did the first episode with Mike Barrett, I talked with uh, Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. Shout out, fellas. Would love to uh, chat with you guys again sometime. Um, and, and, and Sprague asked me if I would, you know, give up my Mariner's allegiance... When a new team to Portland came to town, and my answer was, eventually yes, it wouldn't be right away. Um, there's just a whole lot of sentimental value for me of um, my baseball fandom and my Mariners fandom. I mean, I'd watch games with my dad, my uncle, my grandpa. You know, when I was a kid, um, a lot of a lot of my youth was centered around baseball, and then in turn. Um, it was, you know, with the Mariners. I love Gangerfi Jr. Growing up, loved Edgar Martinez, uh, Tina Martinez, Joey Cora, Luis Soho, uh, Jay Buhner, Mike Blowers, um, who does a tremendous job on the broadcast crew. By the way, I love Blowers uh, as the analyst there, uh, alongside Dave Sims on route. Um, I mean, I could go through you know, Norm Charlton, Bobby Ayala, you know, obviously Randy Johnson, um, Felix Hernandez early in his career. Um, when he still had an arm, oof, that's been a that's been a not so slow decline. But anyway, there's a lot of um, nostalgia there for me. Obviously, Ichiro's MVP, Rookie of the Year season twenty one uh, two thousand one. Mariners win one hundred sixteen games, and then they don't even make it out of the league championship series. They don't even get in there. Oh, that was a bummer, but. Um, it would take me a while to come around uh, to you know replacing my Mariners gear with Portland gear, but I think I uh, I think I would eventually. Next question here um, asked by a Oakland Stadium Watch. Uh, their bio is they love Oakland and its teams. Uh, it's is uh, improperly apostrophied, but that's okay. Um. They said, uh, if you had to choose, would you rather have an expansion team or move an existing franchise? Funny that an Oakland account would ask that. Uh, Craig says they take either. An expansion team would be fun because you get to create it uh, with your fan base on the ground up. Uh, but a current team could potentially be a faster route to baseball here in Portland. Uh, for me, expansion is the way to go. Uh, I think Rob Manfred and his office, um, I think they're going to eventually want to put two more teams uh, to get to 32. Uh, one in the West, one in the East, I think that sets up divisions better because uh, then you have eight divisions of four teams each. You know, Each team that wins a division gets into a playoff. Uh, if you want to extend the playoffs to still include wildcard teams, I think you'd have to shorten the regular season to somewhere like 148 games, maybe 140. Uh, but if you just wanted to keep four teams from each league in the postseason, each division winner is in, and then you play it off from there. Um, I kind of hope Montreal gets a team back. I think that'd be pretty awesome. Um, I think the Expos, I think they deserve a team, Um, and they're in the process of kind of doing the same thing Portland's doing, of trying to show the commissioner's office that, yes, in fact, they do deserve another team. So hopefully, uh, at at least from my perspective, If expansion went to Montreal and Portland, that'd be pretty awesome. Uh, Craig Sumter asks, and I think this is also a very good question, so good job asking the questions, everybody. This this is great. Uh, Will you have a TV contract that would compete with Root and the Mariners in Oregon? Uh, Very good question. Craig agrees. He says it's great. He says it's probably too early to tell. And he's like, there's so much interesting disruption going on currently in the media space. Uh, What we know today will be vastly different than the potential of TV contracts in the future, and they're staying close to the trends. Um, That is, I am all about seeing where that goes. There's just a myriad of possibilities when you count um, online streaming um, and kind of the shift that's been happening to uh, paid subscriptions for online content. Uh, Again, social media is another big thing. Um, I think... Eventually, by the time Portland gets a team, you might not even watch baseball on TV. And if you do watch it on TV, it's a smart TV. So I think cable. I mean, unless with Root Mariners, the Mariners own the major. Excuse me. They own the majority of Root, so maybe they would still be on cable. But I think there are a lot of interesting um, opportunities and options for these newer teams, for these newer clubs to put content online. So that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Um, and getting back to the transportation deal at Terminal 2, I talked about earlier, Are you, uh, Cameron Park asks, are you currently discussing with the city about improving transportation options directly to the proposed site? Craig says, one of the many things we love about Terminal 2 is the proximity to downtown and the river. Our vision is for a ballpark, a neighborhood that has outstanding transportation options with a focus on biking and transit. Uh, details will be sorted out, but we're working closely with the city to ensure people can leave their cars behind when they come to the ballpark. That is a great idea. Obviously, I think that would uh, include uh, routing the uh Max light rail out to the stadium, which is currently not out there. It's just bus service. Uh, but also, I mean, if you want to ride your bike to a game, that's just like being a kid, right? You rode your bike to the field you're going to play at when you were, you know, little league or whatever. You, you had your you had your glove on your handlebar, right? Just just so it was hooked there with with the with the wristband of the glove, hooked onto the handlebar, in such a fashion that you could still squeeze your brake to stop, right? You had your baseball bat either across your handlebars or slung across your shoulder somehow with a bag or something like that. Uh, and it would just be like riding your bike as a little kid, except you're not playing in a ball game. You're watching a Major League Baseball game. All that stuff just gets me jazzed. It just gets me going. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, Nate Edwards, another great question, um, asks, any thought on concession prices similar to Mercedes-Benz? That is the stadium in Atlanta where the Super Bowl was uh, February 3rd on Sunday. <laughs> he says, it may have been answered before, but knowing a trip to the ballpark can be affordable, me- can can be affordable, paraphrasing. Uh, it would be important to a lot of families. We would certainly make the trip often from the Mid-Valley. Uh, Craig says, yes, we are in the business of stealing best ideas. Everybody is. Um, This could be one of them. We think the food and beverage scene should be a signature of what makes Portland special and unique, and we would love to be local and certainly affordable. And sorry about that ding in the background. That's just my computer making noise. Oh, there it is again. Don't mind that ding, or that one. That's just my wife texting me. Uh, But anyway, moving on. Uh, Yeah, making food and concession. Prices affordable at ballparks. That would be a novel idea. And please do that. Like, I'm tired of paying nine bucks for a hot dog or ten dollars or whatever, or even like twelve dollars for a beer. Come on. If you make it affordable, you're going to make up those margins because more people are going to buy stuff. Um, Alexander Smith asks if you could choose, if you had to choose a number between one and 100, how certain you are. Well, This happened. What would it be? What do you think Craig chose? Hundo P 100%. They're very confident that this is going to go through. It's going to take a while, but they're very confident that they're going to go through. Craig Sumter asks Will the hitters, or excuse me, will the stadium be a hitters or pitchers park? Craig's answer is tremendous. Well, it'll be a hitter's park when we're up to bat, and it'll be a pitcher's park when we're on defense. He says, bring on the sustainable, energy-efficient fans in the outfield when opposing hitters are up to the plate. That's funny. Um, I hope it's a hitter's park. I love dingers. All right, next question. Uh, Let's see. Can you share any interactions with MLB owners from the winter meetings? Uh, John Fawcett answered that question or asked the question, excuse me, Craig answered, we are not directly in contact with current owners. There is a process we would have followed to facilitate all that. Anecdotally, we're hearing the league and owners are getting excited and regularly discussing the potential of going to 32 teams. Typically, more teams, more money, right? Uh, the Portland folks, the Diamond Project, they've already raised enough money to build a stadium, one3 Billion dollars with a B. 1.3 billion dollars. Uh, they're gonna need another billion uh, to get an expansion team to take care of all the fees, that sort of deal. But it's a great start. Uh, Kyle McGowan he asked, uh, "What is your dream timeline of having a home opener in Portland?" This to me is the most interesting part of the whole thing. Craig says, April 5th, 2023. So in about four years. That's what I've been telling people. I've been telling people that ask me, you know, hey, you know, is it team of the year next year, the year after, how long is it going to take? I've been telling them, like, it's going to be, you know, four or five years before we, get a, before we get a ball club here. This is a long haul. It's a marathon. It's an ultra marathon. It ain't a sprint. It's not even a 1500. Like, this is a long way out. People got to realize that. But this slow build it's going to keep building going to keep building it's going to be it's like the snowball that's starting at the top of the hill and the hill just keeps getting steeper as we go little by little the snowball gets bigger the hill gets steeper and then we're playing baseball in portland with no snow with no rain and we're playing 162 games of professional baseball here and then that was it uh craig Gracious enough to um, interact with fans on Twitter. I think there's going to be more of that. I mean, all sports uh, franchises do this to some, some degree. Um, all of them have teams, though. We don't have a team yet. But for the founding member of the Portland Project uh, to sit down um, and answer questions via Twitter, that's awesome. That's one good way of interacting with fans building a relationship with fans, getting information out uh, to your fans, and then it gives uh, gives people like me stuff to talk about. So uh, there you go. You can see the entire uh, Twitter Q&A at the Diamond Project's Twitter account and their timeline. It's at PDX Diamond Proj. PDX Diamond, P-R-O-G. That's on Twitter. And you can go check it out, and you can go look at their uh, website. Uh, PortlandDiamondProject.com It's got everything you need to know About the project You can sign up uh, for a mailing list You can sign the petition That's going to be sent to Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred um, Urging him to put a team here in Portland And um, one more question that I think I I skipped I don't know why I skipped it But there's a question of Would you start building a stadium without a team? Uh, Craig says no we would need a team to start building the stadium. Very interesting. Very interesting. And I say it's interesting because, I mean, not just baseball is going to be playing that stadium. Uh, a thing that Craig told me uh, in our first interview for uh, this this fine podcast, uh, that with Sierra's connections with the entertainment business, like they would put concerts in there when the stadium isn't being used for baseball. I mean, as long as that seems to be used for something. It doesn't have to be baseball. But there's got to be something in it. And I think that, you know, having that But whatever else they could put in there would be awesome. Well, that's going to wrap up this inning of Behind the Clubhouse Door, part of the that Cast Network. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, I'm your host, Billy Gates. And we will catch you next time uh, in the seventh inning. We'll do the seventh inning stretch. Uh, for the next Behind the Clubhouse Door podcast. So thanks for listening, and take care. Come on back. Discover the growing lineup of ThatCast Network podcasts and videocasts at thatcast.com.